Ladies and gentlemen, the world is opening up again. And when you step outside the door in the morning, you want to look sharp. You want to look good. And you can do that at cufflinks.com. They have all the greatest brands that you're used to, plus the super geeky stuff, which is why they advertise with us. You can get Marvel, DC, Game of Thrones, sports. Oh my gosh, so many things to choose from. Cufflinks.com is the men's looking good store. That's right. I called it. It's the looking good store. Go over to cufflinks.com slash DVR today. Use code DVR 20 and save 20% on your order. No minimum cufflinks.com support the podcast, a great family owned business. They made it through the COVID baby. And so did we, and we're back together to celebrate. So head over to cufflinks.com slash DVR today. Use code DVR 20 and check out their splash page because they are always running amazing sales. Cufflinks.com. Welcome back to daily DVR. I got a creaky throat. I'm here with Justin Thomas. Today, we're doing a classic catch-up, people. That's right. It's been many a month since Justin and I have been podcasting together. We've been navigating the world of COVID, of America, of television, of film, of ideas, of our minds. But we're here oh, today. Yeah. yeah, baby, you got it. I'm, I'm, you, you're feeling this already, aren't you? But we're I, well, here. When you talk about ideas of the mind, I always <laughs> like, I always like, like uh, using verbiage that's like inadequate for for yeah. many things. Oh, so man. it's like you know, like mind idea thoughts, stuff like that. Yeah, baby. I uh-huh. love it. We got AU in the in the chat, and we got uh-huh. a uh, new interface. But this is the daily DVR. This is something that Axel is a champion of. And uh, we're going to be catching up. So, yeah, I'm going to let you yeah. roll with it. I just wanted to make sure I switched screens and our audio was still there. So oh, it's little, there. Little inside baseball that's unnecessary, but go ahead. Yeah, baby. Well, we're ready to go. We're going to be chatting today. we got a lot of stuff on our plate. We talk a little personal stuff. Of course, some TV. Going to get into a little Sopranos. I'm finally going to be able to talk about my Sopranos rewatch I did. I did a little podcast with Scott on the serious TV drama podcast. You can check that out. That was many moons ago. But uh, that's it. Check me out at Daily DVR at DVRpodcast.com. Of course, you check out Justin on Top Shelf Fandom. I've been covering Loki lately with Delvin and Mike. That Marvel stuff. Have you been watching that Marvel Loki show, no, Justin? No, but I know I'm going to really enjoy it once uh, we... You know, I, I can circle back around. You might. I mean, you don't have to watch it. You know what I mean? Like, it's not. That's the thing. I love those shows, but it's not like I'm telling everyone you have to watch it. If you're not into superhero stuff or you're not into if you're not feeling the vibe on it, it's not like a necessary viewing. Yeah, no, but yeah. I, I, I really like Tom Hiddleston as an actor. Uh, yeah. And I really like Loki as a concept, meaning like his character. And I I, I see what they're doing. It's not like I'm ignoring it completely obviously i'm surrounded by content creators so i hear about it and uh it's definitely it's it's gonna be something fun for me to watch but that kind of segues us into like what we've been doing and and stuff like that i've been doing a lot more off screen which i'm a lot happier with i feel better at i've got a mock roof behind me um you know during this uh this trying time of the pandemic which we hope we're at the tail end the last lap god i'd like to say of it right 
Are you are um, you all vaccinated? Yes, I am, sir. Good. I, I got all my vaccinations. Good. Me too, um, man. I am all vaccinated. My, my, I'm so vaccinated at this point. And, you know, around here, you're allowed to go into stores without taking your mask off. Mm. I mean, with taking your mask off, I'm sorry. You're allowed to go in with no mask now as of last Wednesday. So, yeah, I, it's the same here. And okay. uh, they said that because I'm using a new – I'm using a – Streamlabs Prime, uh, AK, what's going on? AK Watch, why am I not able to say AU's name? Hmm. Uh, well, you should be able to, number one. Uh, let me go ahead and, <laughs> and change that property. Maybe you'll be able to see it a little bit better here. Uh, yeah, you definitely should be able to see it, though. There should be no... What are we seeing? Um, it's in the live chat. That there oh, okay. A little We're talking live chat. Seeing the name. But, I mean... Come on, this is a kind of on the fly thing. So, how about you lay off? How about that? Huh? Uh-oh. Um, what I love a. I love AK. I love AU. Uh, but I, I believe, yeah, that the, we should be. All right. Yeah. Figure out what you got to figure good. out. But yeah, here in North Carolina, so yeah, like when I go in, because now I, I, I got so vaccinated, bro. I went in, I was like, vaccinating me so hard. And they did <laughs> both times. Two ladies. It was my birthday the I, second time. Nice. Like, it was your birthday. I played it like a porno, bro. I was oh, like, yeah. yeah. I was like, vaccinate me hard and they did they did um and it hurt and uh it made me feel a little little sick in my tummy for a little bit but uh besides that it was good but i feel like in north carolina i, I walk around and they're like there's another another uh you know guy that got the government shilling got to him and they they he got the vaccine yeah. and he's gonna like turn into a uh whatever you call it um gremlin or something at some point but it is what it is to make you sign the risky paperwork i'm happy i got it uh i don't have the best health in the world just to be up front and i'm pretty okay with it so i imagine most people would so uh it is what it is and i yeah, think it's a better way to go um it of course is the best thing to do and there have been hardly any incidents of people having an adverse reaction and also, it's science. No one is trying to trick you. I understand yeah. that people are, you know, we don't have to get too political, of course, but I understand that there are good reasons for people to be wary of the government, of big business, of Orwellian pharma. beliefs, right? Yes, Pop exactly. It, it is so, but it's very convenient. That, you know, sorry to, to cut you off, but that is kind of what that? i do and that's why i'm terrible but like isn't it so <laughs> obvious like that people pick and choose like yes, these like philosophies right at, like yep. orwell has been screamed more people learned yes. orwell's name but they don't the care when time. they're on facebook with 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 location turned on on their phone 24 mm. hours a day they don't care but they are not getting that vaccine that is proven to uh, help people and almost a million people in our country have died of a virus but i'm not getting that but I will walk around with my location broadcast 24 hours a day and complain about privacy. People's risk assessment and obviously like risky behavior is what I mean. Like is it, <laughs> it is made me realize that it is a hard, hard truth to take that, yes. that the mass majority of our populace is willing to go to extreme lengths to be foolish. Honestly, yes. like they, they, because all of these Orwellian yep. thoughts, you know, uh, Orwell said that we'd all have cameras on us in the 21st century, but he didn't know we'd pay uh, for them ourselves. That's a nice quip. Well, I don't know what, bravo. And I like Orwell. He wrote half the stuff with a big fever, with typhus. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, uh, you know, like and he had his thoughts and, and I think he's a, a great artist, you know, and he had, he, obviously you consider him a philosopher as well, but it's, you know, picking and choosing when these things come up, but like risk assessment, 
you know, I always saw it as a DJ working in bars, like, uh, about like bouncers, like my good buddies, like, like how easily they'd get in fights with people. Like my one buddy hit a guy and then his head hit the cement guy almost died. Oh, never the same, actually he got sued. You know what I mean? But like, it's just like, we don't fucking think about what we're doing. Yeah. And, and we just think we're invincible to things. We think we can go pick fights. We think we can drive drunk. We think we can get in. You know what I mean? Like nothing. Are, we're all supermen. And, I, uh, I you know, think... it, I'm not saying that, you know, everything, uh, there's no way that we will know until this gets like 90 years to hundred years, whatever, blah, blah, down the line. I, I'm a strong believer in science as you are. And I think it's the right thing to do, but it's like, I won't push it on other people. I think it's fairly, uh, stable, uh, facts behind that is fairly. Yeah. Safe. The yeah, unfortunate like said, part is you, you kind of have uh, to though, myself, you know, it is what it is. yeah. I mean, that's the unfortunate part is I, especially like, you know, checking in talking about here I am at home with the kid and as a stay at home dad, one of the things I've run into is the, the kind of question of, do I ask another parent? Like my son wants to have a play date with his kid. And my concern is, are his parents vaccinated? Is it okay for me to ask, are you vaccinated? My opinion is yes, it is very okay for me to ask, are you vaccinated? Because I'm an adult and I believe in science. And if you don't, or you have some crazy conspiracy theory, you can be the one to tell me about it. Cause I'm not, I'm, I feel like I am in the, the default normal position of a human being recovering from a year long worldwide pandemic to ask, are you vaccinated? So, but I haven't had much, uh, much pushback on it, but I do feel like I don't have an issue saying to people, you should get vaccinated. Like I know, you know what I mean? Like I don't have an issue with that. If somebody wants to get mad at me and say, that's my business. Someone on my block said it to me. That's my, it's my business. And I said, yeah, you're right. It's your business to be wrong. Have a good day. Exactly. And my, my child <laughs> shall not be there and I shall not be yeah. around you because that the, is your exactly. business to make your own decisions. But it, when it comes to affecting other people, yeah. it is what it is. And it is oh, yeah, you can't you know, do something that's – as long as people aren't shaming people, uh, then it's fine. Because you're asking for a very pragmatic reason and a very you know important reason your kid. It's like, hey, my kid's going to go over there. You know, so are you vaccinated? These are relevant questions. Now, going and asking everybody on Twitter – it's like, eh, yeah, you're just your asking. For you know what it. I mean? Of course. Um, you know what I mean? I agree uh, with you, Justin. A lot of people walking around that probably shouldn't be these days. Yeah. Uh, but you know what I mean? <laughs> it's one of those well, things. Well, that's also like, like uh, something that you taught me about early because I, as an old man, was slow to recognize it, as I think a lot of older people were and are now, which is virtue signaling or yes. just saying something to get a response, saying something that seems virtuous to get a response out of people or to frame yourself as something better than them. And Lindsay, uh, yeah, Lindsay, that's yeah. not, I'm not down with that dude. We Lindsay Ellis, a uh, great content creator said it best. Uh, everybody's trying to prove they're the one good white person on Twitter. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, just be a good yes, person. Stop, I stop agree. shaming others. That's if, why I'm not people, on Twitter. Yeah. even stick up for what you believe in and definitely go against racism, uh, sexism, all of, of it, course. do it, but don't, don't go waving that flag every day for your own profit. Cause it's very clear for content creators that they're doing it for reasons of fiscal yeah. means. And, and, you know, we're already grubby enough people come on let's get some some base morality here right like let's uh let's get with it so though i've always appreciated you i've always appreciated the way that you've handled your child 
uh, meaning the way in which I think that you, I think you're a good dad. The way I've handled uh, my child. Hey, examples of those. I think it's a job. Thus, I will never have children. Never wanted them because I think it's just an impossible job. You don't but know that. Like, you could have five kids right now, Justin no, Thomas. No, no, I've been good. Uh, so, but <laughs> don't don't wish that upon me, sir. <laughs> so you're there. Um, yeah, Lindsay Ellis is great. Uh, so yeah, she was very because she got canceled, and it's like she's like one of the most like you know, she's she's not out there she's not like saying crazy yeah, things I have uh, but anyways Twitter, no so like man. you have you have your son lachlan and like you had to do the in school uh you know at home schooling right yeah. and stuff like that so i wanted to know how it was for you and like how you guys are now transitioning is he going back without disclosing disclose however much you want because i'm also oh, very care. much so against talk the, about it. um you know the ex- exploitation of children on on these platforms, I hate every family vlogger because I think it's ten times worse than child <laughs> oh, actors. Honestly, yeah. I think these kids are living for views and they don't know what true happiness is Dude, or true motivation to do anything. I agree is. with you. I, I think it's all. The, I know what it is to be a YouTuber as an adult. To be one as a kid, man, that's gonna fuck you up. So, like, I really I, appreciate, like, you know, to see like yeah. good people that I've met through the platform, like you. So, disclose what you want to disclose. But are, is he going back to the to the um, full classroom or not? Yeah. Well, first off. I agree with you about that because my son has long wanted a Twitch channel or a YouTube channel. He's a very talkative, open kid. But the reason I've said no is because of the response, because of the feedback that you get, the comments. I mean, he already will say something like, um, if he did something good and I took a picture, you know, did I get a like or something? And he doesn't, he doesn't have a phone. He doesn't even have an iPad. He doesn't interact with any of that stuff. He does not have any social media accounts. He's eight years old. We're going to give him a phone. We're going to give him a flip phone when he gets older so he can keep in communication with us. It's not that we're trying to ban him from phones or, oh, it's terrible, terrible. It's just that I happen to think it's a phase. I think this whole thing is a fad. And I think that in 10 years or so, and even now, I think you're seeing more and more people tuning out. Like I've dropped off of Twitter because of exactly the stuff you're talking about, yeah. which is hate from one side and Over look how great I am yeah. from the other side. And I'm like, dude, I just want to talk to somebody. And you know what? I actually like opinions that are kind of, you know, I was a fan of George Carlin. I like I like people who push it. I'm a fan of Chappelle. I'm a fan of people who push a little bit and have an opinion. So when you on it, when you're in somewhere where that's not allowed because people are very sensitive and that's okay to be sensitive, then I just don't have to be a part of it. But to answer your question, my kid is doing great. He is at a school now. School ended a couple weeks ago. He had gone back to two days a week in school for like three or four hours and the rest of the time was virtual, which didn't make, you know, for a lot of people, it was very hard. You know, I'm lucky. I'm a stay at home dad. When you have a kid for most people, unless you're wealthy, the first five years of your kid's life is basically trying to figure out daycare. That's it. And this country does not help you. Luckily, I live in Oregon. If I had lived here back in the day, I could have had free preschool. And now they offer free preschool for everyone in Oregon. And some states are doing it. But this country, as far as maternity leave, paternity leave, 
daycare goes, it's you're thrown to the wolves. You leave the hospital and they're like, good luck trying to have a job because you, both parents need to work these days. Yeah. You know, it's very so, gender defined as well. Yeah. Uh, correct. Like uh, for most part, like a, a, a male finds it much harder to get, you know, and it's not really my cause, but it's true. You know, there, there are real issues with that and, and how people, you mean like you know, paternity I mean, leave deal with them. It's like, Oh, well the dad can go back to work right yes, away. He already had his exactly. Shot, yeah. Right. I fought for that at my job and thankfully Which I think it's badass, you know. Yeah, back in the day my boss, Chad was his name, give him a shout out. Was awesome so, and I came all, to, to him. All the Chads. Yeah. Oh, he was not he was a good Chad. Um, yeah. but he, you know, I, that's what I said to him. I was like, come on, dude, you're like, we're so, we're supposed to be such a progressive workplace. If I was a woman, you'd give me this much time, but it's like, I'm there for my wife. Do you know? We're a team, bro. Yeah. You, she doesn't just have the kid. I'm there with her. So, and I got, what did I got? I think I got what, six weeks or two months of, I got a little, I think my wife got three months. I got two months. But basically, we're back to regular summer. The kids are going back to school in the fall. There may be a vaccine for kids because they're already giving it to ki kids as young as 12. And there may be a vaccine for kids as young as six or seven by August, we're hoping, so we can feel a bit more comfortable. But the kid yeah. still has to wear a mask. We don't because we're vaccinated, but he does. Yeah. And it's not the worst process, you know, like uh, we'll move a little bit past it because I just wanted to touch on because honestly, you know, yeah. I, personally, I respect you a lot as a father. I think you do a good job. You're intelligent. Thank and you. You, you guys have a very unique situation and it's a very good definition of the modern family. It's, you know, um, you you are you have opportunity that many don't be, like you've admitted, you know, like with yeah. people that that this is much harder for them to to rotate around because, you know, with, with if you don't have one at home then, you know, come on, it gets a little bit difficult. So they do have to make it appropriate for the masses and they do have to get a vaccine out that will be something that people can trust in because when you're, you know, it's one thing to do it to us, but to the kids, you know, and I'm yeah. all for the vaccines, like I said, but, you know, like I said, in all fairness, we don't know the results until a hundred years from now, but the math right now and the science tells me go for it. Yeah, and I'm with you 110%. I won't ignore the other, like, you know, speculation because like you said about people that like are willing to to talk about issues uh to make anything taboo or to hold your breath on anything in the off table it it's just not advantageous for anybody it's like yeah let a fool speak as much as they want in my opinion i always agree you know with that. let them go man don't make it oh you can't say that let them speak let them do what they want and uh yeah you know i mean you it is what it is it's not the best of situations it's a pandemic for a reason it's not great and you know uh, you know Thank God that everybody uh, has, for the most part, that we know, you know, we've all lost people, but, you know, we're, we're making it through as a society as a whole because it's just, it's a very dire, dire situation in general, you know, uh, but we are at the back end of it. Like I said, I want to talk a little bit about like how it, it, it changed what I was doing and it gave me more opportunities to work behind the scenes, right? Yeah. Um, turning disadvantage to advantage uh, and not in a cynical or <laughs> nefarious way, you know, uh, not as a villain, but, but truthfully, obviously a lot more people needed video editing. A lot more people needed to know how to do even just zoom meetings. Uh, so my, my time of hibernation, right. My time of working just from home turned into everybody's everyday life. And everybody was like, I felt like, you know, I used to be in the everyday traffic jams, you know, yeah. 
uh, coming home at four, getting back at six through two hours traffic through what should take you 20 minutes in Michigan and all that. I've, I've, I've done the daily grind, but I've been working at home for the last four years. So I've really been able to help other people and, um, you know, and now other channels and do awesome. editing and, and just help people with, with these things that we've done just on our own in our own therapeutic ways. We're all artists in our own ways. You're a great artist in many ways. You paint. Um, you do Legos, which are badass. Uh, My Legos, nice, uh, dude. Lego vignettes uh, that we should uh, get up there. But, uh, you know, and that's not even joking. But, you know, we're creative people. So we, we, we tended to be a little bit above the curve. And I, I felt like, I'm like, oh, my God, you know, it's a little bit of irony. There you go. Look at that. Look. Yeah, that's what I mean by real. Like, that's some Legos yeah, right baby. there. And guess what that costs? You could have that for $6 million. That's, my, that's, Leg- Legos that's cost. my little Lego. Um, it's beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. dude. That took a long time. That's a yeah, lot of yeah. what I've been doing lately, actually, is working on uh, trying to perfect my... Uh, little my lego art i've seen your vignettes i've seen them all and uh they're wonderful if you look here you see a whip that indiana jones left because that's an archaeology uh, archaeological why did it have to be old potheads that drive old planes why Uh, (laughs) indiana uh yeah they're making a new one but so uh, i've been um because i've spoken openly about the struggles I've had, you know, with uh, addiction and, and chronic anxiety, panic yeah. attacks. So story is what drove me to making YouTube videos, meaning I used to, you know, act on stage and, and I attended school for screenwriting and, and, and so forth. All that. It's all been it's all been said a million times. But now I've felt that, you know, when coping with anxiety and trying to get to sleep or trying to just relax yourself, that I've found a new medium, which is, you know, I'm doing some field recording. Uh, what behind? What I have behind me is a 12-pitch roof, uh, which will be replicated through shingle, through tarp, as you see. Also leaves. Also, uh, you know, different uh, water pressures coming down on it for I mean, different heights, different. You know, um, not we're not just using like garden hoses. Like I'm making holes very specifically and so forth. And, and learning about this art and and trying to transfer my my understanding of story into this this calming therapeutic session because the only thing I've ever found, and I've been in rehab on Christmas five, six years ago, you know, and thank God I kicked all that, but I still have anxiety. It's still hard for me to sleep and I don't want to use pills to get me to sleep. You know what I mean? And the only thing I've ever found, and I'm not discouraging people from other routes, but was breathing exercises, ambient noise, right? Breathing meditation is the only thing because man, once you're once you have had a Xanax, that's a that's an easy go. You know what I mean? And that's a that's a it seems like a really good route to go. And it's something that you know I would advise if you don't have a prescription for it to stay away from it. Meaning, like, there's nothing wrong with having to take it. I still have to. You know what I mean? But don't in your early 20s, like I was, I was just prescribed it, and then you'll find yourself 10 years down the line, like I did, just depending too much on that type of stuff, which there's no shame. But I only I hate when people say all these like other tactics about like how to get and I, I shouldn't, I, I agree. That's ignorant. You get what I mean? But like, I have found that breathing exercises and listening to nature and stuff like that and being in a place where I'm a city guy, uh, but I live now in North Carolina, ironically in itself. But, you know, I've found that, you know, I, I can record these ambient sounds. I can record these things that I feel I can tell I'm working at a Vikings where we're going to shave wood. We're going to get paddles in the water, right? We're going to tell a story about going out, uh, going a Viking, right? Like going yeah. out on a voyage and doing it. And I, at sound design, sound engineering, 
is fascinating to me. I've honed my editing skills. I'm going to hone my sound design skills. And this just also helps me therapeutically. You get what I mean? Like, uh, it's always, it's always like the best way I feel to go because if I'm not passionate about it, meaning like if I'm not passionate about breaking down television shows anymore, I need to rethink the reason I got it into this in the first place. And the reason I got into any of this in the first place was because it was rehab after rehab. If that makes any sense. It was yeah, me, definitely. you know, focusing on something positive that wasn't party related. And it was me doing this and stories helped me do that. So I'm going to be doing it on a separate channel. I'm also doing editing for other fantastic channels that are great. They're far better content creators than I ever could be on screen. And they're brilliant. And I couldn't be happier for them to uh, retain me. And, and I, I can do this, you know, for people. If you ask anybody, you know, I might not be the best guy in the world, but if you ask me for just some help, I think Alicia is in the, uh, the chat right now, you know, I'll send you a tidbit of noise cancellation oh, or something like that. You know what I mean? I enjoy this genuinely. So I, I found it to be fascinating. That's something I'm working on. I'm not going to make a big spectacle about it. It will be completely separate than any of this. I'll link it here and there and stuff like that. But uh, I yeah, that, something dude. I could do. I'm lucky enough to have a professional photographer as a father that goes on these North Carolina like voyages to go by bears. I won't be going on those. Oh man, his work is amazing. I'm kind of a bitch, but uh, <laughs> you know, like to get birds and all these noises. So uh, yeah, I've, I've just ordered a few hundred dollars worth of equipment that's coming. And uh, I've been working as you can see behind me and stuff like that. Uh, that's so awesome, it's buddy. Something bring something good out of it and, and help other people. And again, I'm not putting any stigma against using, cause I'm still under, you know, I, I can't work. I can't operate without having, uh, you know, uh, anti-anxiety medication. So there's nothing, there's no stigma. Uh, or as we're about to talk about in the Sopranos, there's no stigmata as they, they tend to always uh, mispronounce. No, not and, at and all, dude. I've, many, many words, yeah. but you get what I mean, Axel. I ain't shaming anybody. I'm just saying this is what's worked for me outside of medication and this is what I'm going to, you know, indulge in because I feel I have the skills to help other people. Definitely. I think it's authentic. Definitely, dude. I've had my own struggles with anxiety. I've never had, I've, I haven't, I shouldn't say never. I haven't had particular issues with addiction. And one of the reasons why I, when I initially had anxiety, trouble sleeping, restless thoughts, whatever depression. When I was younger, I went towards meditation. Um, you know, I've been studying Buddhism since I was like 18, 17 years old. So a good, good couple decades there. And for me, that was the method I went because I had seen issues that my mom and other people I know had had with Prozac and yeah. And and mental health issues. Now, luckily, see, I had been in therapy since I was like four years, five years old when my mom took us to Al-Anon. And that was oh, very yeah. early in my life. So I got very used to sitting around talking about my feelings. Mm-hmm. And also, I was always very comfortable with the fact that, okay, it's okay not to feel good today. It's yeah. okay to be a, a little scared or upset. That's normal. So I always, my issues with anxiety didn't come out until I had moved, actually moved away from kind of Manhattan, Manhattan kind of aggravated it. And then once I moved away, I realized that for how many years I had been, my drug was doing shit. 
No. Like just going out all the time, like always being busy, being obsessive. Yes, being obsessive about everything all the time to the point where it pushed people away, things like that, you know? But through through meditation and just taking a calmer kind of middle path, I was able to do that. Not that I've I've pop, I've had to pop a Xanax. I've had a mm-hmm. panic attack, uh, but I have got things. I think, especially since I moved to, to Portland, um, because I have found too that for me, and a lot of people don't take it that seriously. It's the old um, Oasis lyric where he says people don't uh what was the song what was the lyric he said people don't we tried mention- to get one of their songs for our senior uh <laughs> there's no, a line was, where he uh, says that people don't people don't take into a effect uh account how much the weather can affect their day and yeah. it really is true and for me living here in oregon around trees fresh air less people has reduced my anxiety to like the least it's ever been in my life and medit and through meditation too. So I'm right there with you, dude. And the thing you said about sounds, right? Mm-hmm. I think both of us, and I think a lot of people that we know that are very intuitive or emotional or, uh, or, or, or seem to have the gate open a little bit more like things like the filter doesn't really exist as much for us. Perhaps we're or a one bit, way or another. A lot of people call it bipolar. I don't want to. Yeah, well, I think it's but, a spectrum disorder, right? Yeah. I think this is what, and that's what's very what, happy or very sad. Yeah. And that's what I've been said too, but it goes along the same way of obsessive compulsive stuff, stuff like that. You know, it's like a creative person, dude. Every creative person I know is like that. Um, yeah. but like I Alicia think you just said that the thunderstorms in the vids, uh, on YouTube, they, they help her. Yes. You know, that's, that's, that's what I was going to say. Stuff. Sound yeah. Justin, I was just talking to my son and he is in his room doing art right now. He's drawing mm-hmm. some pictures while I'm a uh, podcasting. And he said, dad, can I turn the TV on in the background? And I said, sure. And he looked at me and he goes, you know, dad, even when I'm doing other things, sometimes I just like to hear a person's voice. Mm-hmm. It makes me calm. And I said, ah, oh. and I, and I was so happy that he like expressed that because I'm the same way. Sound is so important to me. I fall asleep listening to podcasts or audiobooks or sound like you're talking about nature, mm-hmm. um, in meditation and just in daily life. I often like to just sit and listen to things. So I think that field recording stuff is that's a that's that's beautiful stuff, man. I have definitely listened to a lot of that in my time. Bird sounds, ocean sounds, whale sounds are Yeah, I, I like um the the whale uh you know with all their whale on top of the semi truck. Yeah. So <laughs> Hey, get the fuck out of the way. What are you doing? Hey. What you doing over here? Uh, We got a delivery, you fucking whale. We talked about it uh, before. You know, like I've talked about a lullaby series. I've watched series. That's why we both have recently rewatched. Well, that's why I rewatched Sopranos after rewatching it four months ago when I should watch something else for for content. But I like to take that burden off me because if it's forced, it's forced and it's obvious. But, you know, to, to help. And again, there's no stigma because, you know, Hey, I say is that if you can go other routes before you go down medication, 
I, I would advise personally that people do. Um, but there is definitely yeah, a because I found because I've kicked hard, hard things. You know, I've been sober. I don't count days. Um, and it's nothing against that, but you know, I've been sober from, from hard drugs for, for six, seven years, something like that. But, uh, the medication that I was prescribed by a doctor when I told him I wasn't feeling happy all the time, like I used to, which happens when you're 19, 20, right? That's the yeah. stuff that is harder to kick than those things. So the one thing I've found, you know, and we'll just close it off here is that the only thing that worked for me is this. And now that is coupled, of course, with my daily dose of medication that is prescribed to me and I've lowered, you know, to a great degree. And that's all you can do. So never feel ashamed to to feel the way you feel and uh, always look yeah, for baby. other ways to to cope with it, because the less chemicals you put in your body, the better, obviously. But it is what it is at a certain point. You know, your body, it's just like uh, insulin, right? Come diabetic. Yep. It, it, what are you going to do? Think your way out of uh, needing insulin? No. So uh, we're all human, baby. Feel ashamed, and uh, I think that there's a large group of people that find us on Advice Fire, Westworld, and all these other series we cover to be therapeutic. And I think that well, isn't that the truth? That's why there's so many of us weirdos out there loving this stuff is because we, you know, that's what I'm saying. I think that when you see the rates of people, the internet allows people. In the same way that we were talking about on Twitter and stuff, it can allow some ideas to overwhelm that aren't so positive. It can really bring people together, but it can also expose the sheer number of people who had already been living like this, Mm -hmm. right? And now we can kind of share that together. And it's brought – I mean, gosh, how many people have – this is brought together. I have so many friends from podcasting, from talking about other stories, from creating. You know, this is like – I knew from when I was a kid, this was going to be my life. You know what I mean? They used to call me Billy TV. You used to just sit and watch the TV. <laughs> Billy all TV the time. radio. Um, no, but it is true in the sense. It's like of from Willy Wonka, Billy TV. Because like, um, if anything can be said about content creators other than assholes, which that's equally true, is understanding. <laughs> yeah. Understanding for the good ones. You know what I mean? The people that I've stuck with, the people you still see me talk with, those are understanding people. And that's me understanding them. And them understanding me, and that's what you know creates people and binds them together. Uh, sometimes they're better or worse. But you got to be, dude. If do. we're dissecting the stories of yeah. that we see on a TV, how can you not understand that we are a story ourselves? You know, one of the things that I I was actually I was talking about this with my wife the other day. One of the most valuable things I learned in therapy because I think therapy is awesome too. Is um, and by therapy that could be a doctor or your therapy could be walking or talking with someone, just expressing yourself. Right? Is that we create our own stories? So yes. if you constantly tell yourself, "I'm this, this, this," you are you will become that. You are you are writing your own story every day when you wake up in the morning, and taking we- ownership of that is the is part of what we're doing here. By talking about other people's stories, right? We're allowing ourselves to hone the filter or hone hone that lens that sees our own story with more truth. Empathy. We, yeah. we gained yeah. empathy. And we cite story. I've talked about this in some three-hour babbling long live streams. But the science of storytelling, we cite story more than we cite. We cite story for life more than we cite life for story. 
Meaning we, when you go on your first date, you don't think about what your mom and dad did on their first dates. First off, that's gross. Um, uh, Second off, it's just not something, you know, you think about, I think a TGIF, right? Like I, I remember when I, not now, but like when I was like 16, I thought about like, you know, like, I don't know what I saw in fucking family matters or so you get what I mean? Like, yes, like you of course, definitely, definitely brother. Yeah. Definitely. And it's, it's scientifically proven and, and we gain empathy for people understanding. I don't have yeah. to think somebody's right to think that they're smart or stupid. Well, you know I mean? I'll tell you this at all. You, let's make the big transition. Cause we mentioned it. Let's talk about the Sopranos because one of the reasons why I didn't the watch the Sopranos as a concept. Yeah. I went to a half a semester. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of the reasons why I didn't watch The Sopranos for a long time, and I talked about this on the, uh, if you check out the Sirius TV podcast, I talk with Scott about this, is that Tony Soprano reminded me so much of my own father and a lot of the behavior that Tony engaged in is the same kind of behavior my father engaged in. And basically... That same ethos of basically walking around with your dick swinging all day long, you know, the which we just took four years of the Trumpish, the brutish type of uh, masculinity there that's inherent within the Sopranos was the way my father lived his life. And it would be we don't need excuses for anybody. This is. This we've been wrong before, and we're being wrong now. And we're going to continue on. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, well, uh, you know, maybe take a different ego. So, but okay, but as you're talking about in empathy in wa- in rewatching The Sopranos, the first couple episodes went by. I was like, gosh, this is a little tough. I'm getting hit with a lot of memories here. I'm reliving a lot of things, you know. But then as time went on, I found it to be extremely therapeutic because. As you were saying, I was able to kind of flip it around, you know what I mean? And have empathy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And open myself up to this character. It's not as easy to do that in my own life sometimes. And I was able to reprocess those feelings, which I already had because I'm fine with my dad. I love my dad. But, yeah. you know, I had worked through those issues a long time ago. But it's a reminder of it when you watch the show, you know, just like anything. If you had watched some show with your ex-girlfriend or whatever, you know what I mean? It brings back. You have to process it. But one of the things. Yeah, it is, isn't it? I mean, hey, you know what, Justin? That's one of my favorite offshoots of the time travel genre, which is memory time travel that becomes real, that our brains are so strong, like Westworld type shit. That our the only brain, way, if you haven't yeah. spoken to somebody in three years, for you to reconnect with them is that you go back in time and think about the last time yeah. that you remember. Yep. For all your trace decay that's taking things away and all this, we we understand that. Both of us do. Everybody in the chat understands this, hopefully by now. We don't have photographic memories, but we go back in time and we think of our last instance. So it brings you truly back. The same thing with eating food. People, That's why people like yeah. like mac and cheese so much. Like, I don't personally, but you know, food of the past and stuff like that. It's bringing yourself back to a certain time. Smells too, man. So, yeah, exactly. Definitely smells. Well, well, and now we have this interesting film that's coming out that's been delayed several times uh, the many saints of newark and uh, if you guys didn't know from his portland ways which i i love portland uh you know he is from newark 
Uh, right, you're from Jersey. I'm from Jersey. My stepfather actually grew up in Newark. I worked in Newark. Newark was about 15, 20 minutes away from my house. I like spent Detroit a good was amount of time so there. So you're not unfamiliar with, with, with that type of... No, uh, but Nor- the Newark in this movie is very different from the Newark that exists today. And that's, I think, a big part of the film. And I think that uh, for Jersey... And the story of the Sopranos is a part of, it becomes a big part of the Sopranos too, which is the Sopranos in itself is a TV show about the decline of the mafia and organized the parody crime. of it. Yeah. That's what they all talk about. The entire, I mean, it's from the first scenes to the, the first thing he says in the uh, psychiatrist's in many office. Ways, my father had it better than me. Yeah. He rise at the same heights. Yeah. He talks about that. And he also says, you know, this thing of ours, it's uh, it's change. It's different. Like he, that's mm-hmm. one of the first things he says. Um, but Nork. Yeah. So it's very different for me, but I under, but I recognize this Nork from talking to my father and my stepfather. The thing that shocked me, I want to just say, because we're going to talk about the trailer. I had no idea. I have to admit, I knew that David Chase was doing a, are we everything good on? We're good on the video and everything. Oh, I just mm-hmm. saw something. We're good. Um, I knew that this was a prequel quote unquote to the Sopranos, right? Yeah. But I thought, and I don't know why I thought this, but I thought there's no way he's actually doing like a prequel with Tony Soprano. Like he's just going to appear in it. Like when yeah. they said Gandolfini's son is playing Tony Soprano as a kid, I thought he was going to be in a couple scenes. You and thought it, maybe as a toddler or something, but yeah, no, just like, no, just I he, his name is Michael, right? Uh, who? Oh, yes, uh, in Mike, real life. Yeah, yeah. Gandolfini. Yeah, in real life. But I had no idea. So when I saw this trailer, I was blown away, man, because I had kind of shied a little bit away from the news. I didn't want to be spoiled. Mm-hmm. I really thought this was going to be the story of some other guy and he was starting something new. The fact that yeah. this is a literal prequel. And he's Tony Soprano and his mom's all the characters are in it. I I couldn't I was blown away by that trailer, man. I'm so excited for this in a way I didn't think I would be at all. Yeah, I'm excited. I think that there needs to be like a little bit of discussion about edging expectation here because the main character of this film, the many saints of Newark, <laughs> is Dickie Moltisanti, which is Chris's father. As okay. See within the series. Yeah. Now this this makes sense. Now, as if you've watched, okay, here's some context for everybody because I've never actually told, uh, spoke about the Sopranos on my channel. I I hated the Sopranos in high school. I was in acting class. I was in plays. I thought it was bad acting. I didn't yeah. get it until okay. about eight years later. <laughs> that, that you hadn't been to Jersey, it's a, baby. It's a parody, right? Like like the reason they they seem so off because I was looking for Goodfellas. I was like, what is this? What is Syl? Like, you know, that guy never looks like a human being, to be fair. Uh, Steven, uh, you know, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, he, he's in uh, Springsteen's band. But anyway, little Steven. Um, you know, in Paulie, these are like caricatures of the Bob because it, it's true. They're holding on to something that is the foregone past, right? This is something right, that yes. doesn't really exist anymore. And they're dressing in these very extravagant, extravagant ways, right? They're dressing in these ways, acting upon uh, how how they saw people act. So what we're seeing in this is what they're mimicking or at least trying to mimic, right? Uh, now, maybe more money has gone Tony's way. 
But like he says in the very first episode, in many ways, my father had even known did not reach the heights in which I did. This is barely yeah. even paraphrasing. That's how sadly much I've watched the series. And, you know, with the therapy and him talking about all of his like issues and with his mother, as well as how he takes Chris under his wing, because there's always this like, they even have that scene, right? Where it's like, okay, so he calls him his nephew, but he's also yeah. his cousin. And Adriana's like, actually, he's both. And she breaks it down, right? Like this parental feeling and the passing of the like the uh, uh, the torch to Chris that he has. This is going to be less John Barenthal, right? Who plays his father? Perfect cast, um, and more Alessandro um, Mick Neovilla. I can't pronounce it, uh, <laughs> but like, but that's a good try. Most, I don't know what that was, and that's who this is going to be off because this is who t- Tony is going to form his idea. About what yes. Tony is mimicking, what this okay? Dickie let me let me him. let me tell you this, man. Okay, first off, so he is Carmela's cousin. Yeah, I know who. Yeah, right. He is Carmela's cousin. Yes, and and that's so. Tony is in no way related. The, that was his. That was. Ba- it's basically. It's his. This is like an age-old story. There's something that makes him a third uncle or something, though. They explain it. Oh, oh, maybe. Okay, maybe you're right. Oh, so that in the the same way you're trying to say that Tony and Carmella are in some way related. No, no, no. But Chrissy, (laughs) like, in one weird way, Adriana says it with the FBI, like, but... Like, oh, I remember that. You're right. You're yeah, right. Like, it really is me. Oh, no. Like, she says... This is what she says. She says, his... Back in Italy, they were related somehow, right? He says yeah. his uncle was his cousin's mother, but that's something. But that's back in it's the old so country. So yeah, okay. From within that I love how they did that, though. But it, it I is mentioned within the series of how both could be valid in yeah. a technical sense. Yeah. Well, first off, I want to speak to your parody thing. Yeah. Because I agree with you, but I also disagree with you. Because you're right. It is that. But that's also how it is in real life. Oh, I agree. Yeah. So, and you know that. you Are are you not Italian by descent? I am. I am. And I dealt Did this have anything Italian. to do with your had, Sopranos yeah. hate? I dealt with a guy that thought he was Tony Soprano at my first okay. bar gig that beat me when they let me go. And he, the, the Italian mafia Damn. and all that. I, I see what those guys are. And really? uh, never, never just like, it's just like, don't jest at me about my boxing. Cause I haven't been in a ring in 10 years. Cause I'll still probably break your jaw. But at the same time, I'm not a boxer. If that makes any sense. Like these guys are wounded animals at this point. But what is that? But you're, you, does you, does your own ethnicity have to do with what your opinion on the Sopranos was? No, it never did. Cause I never really, um, you identified. You, oh, okay. Um, you don't really identify uh, as yeah, Italian. Honestly, I hate that. It, it sounds very good these days. And it sounded very bad back in the day. Okay. I've made my own way. I don't use yeah. my last name for privacy reasons, privacy, you know, uh, and stuff like that. But no, I have no shame against like my origin or anything like that. But I, no, I not everybody closer to my mother's side. Yeah, the Italian side is my dad's side. Oh, okay. And uh, it is what it is. I just, yeah. I don't know. I always just paid my, I, I know it sounds like some bullshit, but no, Justin, that's is, natural. Man. Listen, dude, look, I am, I am basically half Irish and half German. Mm-hmm. But because I look so Irish with the red hair and everything, yeah. and my last name's Foley, which is like this, it's like Smith in Ireland. They, yeah. um, I have always 
people have I've aligned with or I have and other people have aligned me with being Irish. I'm even going to get my Irish citizenship soon. But my grandma, my mother is very German and my grandfather was very German. And you don't say their name because that's how people get into break into your shit. (laughs) But their my mother's maiden name is extremely German. And though so I've recently begun to think to myself and I grew up in a town that was very Jewish Mm. in New Jersey. So and my stepfather's Jewish. And so I wonder, have I hidden the German? Have I not been as interested in my Germanic roots because of that? And I, I'm, I'm very interested. I've always been very ethnic, interested in my own ethnicity. So that's why I ask you. Obviously, for obvious reasons, not to say they're right, but you know, after World War II, it wasn't a very keen thing of course in your your german get what i'm coming at like dude if i came on youtube that are not ethical come on dude they're gonna throw your things like internally are just by happenstance right nature nurture like that that would make sense for especially your generation your generation like just slightly above me we're not that far off but you're like one above me you know yeah so it's like it would make sense like i mean i have an uncle named adolf and i cannot for the life of me fucking figure out I don't talk to him and he has no, and there's none of that. He's Italian as shit. Like he looks, you would not, I will tan very well people. Um, and I can look very Italian, but his like, name's me, Adolf. Really? Would not like think we're related, but like, wow. how did he, like, why did my grandpa that I, and I don't have any <laughs> ill issue with him. I'm just not connected with him on that side. Like he named Adolf. It's like, what the fuck? It's like, why did you make why, that? Like, it's not like he like Adolf Hitler. He fought in the war. You know what I mean? But he made yeah. this decision like that. I was like, like, it's like a paradox to me. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, who That's does that? Crazy, like, that man. Everybody calls him out. That's pretty of course, nuts, Right. You but, know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, you get what I mean? Like after World War II, like, and I actually looked on Wikipedia and threw these stats and my dad, he didn't like, uh, he, I was like, what was your dad thinking? There's like six people named this after this. Uh, it was actually illegal in Germany, but yeah, it's neither near here nor there. Yeah, man. The I Germans went very far to, and they still do as far as where i mean gosh when something like that happens you know but um yes well you're correct too justin if i was to go if i was to be like hey what are we talking about today i'm talking about my white german pride your oh, youtube boy. channel would get you shut down <laughs> right but i have to past, admit though years and then we'll go from there yeah <laughs> but i have to admit though i am proud to be german i think german people no, no, no. are great people and i think that there's a long history of course world war ii is part of that history but that was first of all that wasn't all the people in germany mm. And it, and it second, brings up these conversations. Yes, like we all know about yeah, history. These, these blah are blah. So hard to circle around. But the truth like, is, yeah, I think that all I'm saying is that get what I mean. Like, there's a reason why you probably would have uh, indulged in your Irish background, yeah, rather definitely. than your German. And definitely, there should be no shame. You should be happy where you came from. I also believe that once you know, I mean, because my Italian side, man, we found one thing where we got our last name. In, in Italy, and it was the town, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like, one yeah. woman gave up her child at a town meeting. This this is true. And that's how the my my family lineage, like, that's where we Really? Stopped. Yeah, like, is that she did not have a husband. So one person who was a carpenter, ironically, most of my family are carpenters, except for me, um, you know, came in, and him in the town, what is the guy that, like, it's not the town drunk, but it's the town, like. Crier? Uh, He's like yells shit. The town crier. Yeah, the prior. Crier. Like, the crier. Shit. And that's where our last name comes from. So like even like a lot of people stop at Ellis <laughs> Island, number one. 
You know what I mean? Like, because shit gets bastardized right away there, and they bring that up in the Sopranos. Yeah. We stop, like, my, my dad's side, and in, in my other side is Polish and German, right? Um, which we didn't look into for the reasons we just discussed. Um, but, you know what I mean? Um, they... They, they stop it stops at like 19 like like or 18 like 70 right like there's nothing to trace beyond that because it's in tuscany it's in you know italian uh, it's in italy yeah and, and i know that my my blood on my italian side comes from tuscany about that. but if you went so, there and talked to people you could probably no, 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 find no, no, out stories we, we did the best okay yeah and, uh, i am interested in that but i, I am very myself. interested and i'm interested in it. in it now that i see culture depicted in story this is hey Justin. This is what I'm trying to say, which yeah. is this, and about the Sopranos, I find so interesting is we are engaged right now. So much of our media today is about people need to tell their stories, and what mm-hmm. people are talking about is allowing people of color and women, people who have not had the opportunity to tell their stories, to tell their stories. Yeah. Looking at The Sopranos, I started to see it. It's interesting you said that because I started to see it through the lens of like this being like an ethnic story. You know what I mean? Because it is. It very much is this Italian-American experience. And for me, it's the New Jersey part of it. So much of what's in The Sopranos that they don't really talk about they always mention New York. They're always like, yeah, New York, New York. They hardly ever go into New York. We never see the head of the Mayo yeah. crime family. We they, never see that. But um, New York is always a specter. And when you grow up in New Jersey, in a suburb of Jersey and where I grew up, which is in Union County, where I could see the Twin Towers from a little hill up my house, oh, you mm-hmm. really feel that everywhere. Like, like that a little brother simplex to a point? It's not, it's, but you want to know something, dude? It's almost in reverse. It's a very straight, no, it's like this. It's almost like we're the battery and you're the fucking toy. I got, yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? We make you shine bright. Yeah. That's how I always felt. That was always my Jersey pride is whenever people were like, I'm from New York, I'd be like, motherfucker. Have fun after 10 p.m. Because you know who's living in New York? Nobody. It's a bunch of buildings. New Jersey yeah. makes New York. All we my all friends, in the work parents. Work. Yeah, and what I'm saying. The, like the, the bridge back. Exactly. Bridge and tunnel people, man. Which is what The Sopranos is. So I found bridge it to be. Bridge and tunnel boy, Chris Matasani. Yeah. Calm that they literally call they do. that, but we also have the we have this um a little bit of a well not a little bit it's actually very highly pre- uh, prevalent within the Soprano series as a whole is they educate their children. Now, AJ is just a shit kid altogether. I was sick that they die. I don't care where he comes from, Germany. Fucking he can, go, he can be back in the day of you know. Gallia you don't like AJ? That. He's just a terrible human being. Yeah, I hate AJ. He's just a shit son. Um, hey, anyway, he tried his Meadow, best. What educated. is he supposed to do? Tony Sopranos is his dad, dude. Imagine having. Well, I'm getting I, into knew, that. I I know. It, but Meadow, like, you know, she she speaks about it. And now she what she does is she uses her intellect to like yeah. uh, and she speaks about this a lot with her boyfriend, I love right? Meadow. Um the dentist. Uh what's his name? Who? What does uh, the dentist? I know. The, the guy who gets with, beat uh, up in with, with, with Vito. Gets, yeah. Um, Finn. 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 Okay. Yeah. So Finn even right. calls her out on this. He gave him so that Finn name, even calls Finn. she 
she has this intellectual like diatribe that she always spends about old mafioso ways back in Sicilia in this ways yeah. of the government was corrupt, so they must have this she goes like, back and forth. way about them to overcome what is like this like you know corrupt almost Orwellian tying us back right like this corrupt government and he 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 actually calls her on her bullshit because like she just like anybody the more educated you get the better argument you can have against and not saying tony's good or bad but obviously like these like this this lifestyle in which they live is not a necessary lifestyle we have multiple just like you know like tony wants to believe he's a soldier which is brought up in this this trailer right oh, we're course. soldiers we're trained what to do we're going to see dicky multisanti who is going to be more than a father figure than his own father because you have to imagine just like himself that his own father as we've seen with the the flashbacks during the series would want him not to be a part of this right yeah so dicky is the one that brings him in ray liotta is evidently everybody thought that was the mayo crime family uh like patriarch uh like the, the main guy um no no that's actually dicky's dad so like dicky is the guy that like really pulls tony it um and we're seeing tony we're seeing a lot of context within this trailer of his iq which we saw with tony b right um which i love the sopranos for many many reasons these days one of the best reasons is because i'm a big boardwalk empire fan man look for just random people getting their heads blown off in their main stars (laughs) in boardwalk empire like uh obviously you know um sibushimi was no minor part in the sopranos yeah but uh all the way from um the guy that gets his head blown off, he's one of Capone's guys. Uh, it's what, you know, the guy that wants to retire and go to Florida. He he goes in the burger shop and he shoots him. I don't remember. That's uh, El Capone's buddy, the fat guy that, like, gets beat up by uh, one of the Irish gang. Oh, um, you mean the actor? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. The actor. You'll see a lot. Yeah. That's HBO, though, too, parts. man. And that's yeah, Terrence uh, Winter. Chase yeah. Will use them. yeah. And you also see Vito. As a yep. guy in a donut shop line. Oh, that dude, second season. so many and then people. He's, he's playing. He calls him uh, the the. A lot of the know. crew too, dude. A lot of the crew ended up working. It's like break. It was. I think that's a little known thing. Is that 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 like board Sopranos to Boardwalk Empire crew and cast and stuff. A lot of the same people. It's, it would be like Breaking Bad to Better Call Saul. Not the same. That it was totally. But that's kind of where everybody went after The Sopranos. So you had a lot of the same crew. But, yeah. but you know this better than anybody as a PA. And I want to address what uh, AK just said in the chat about uh, New New Yorkers in New Jersey. But you know better than anybody that proving that you're not difficult to work with on set, proving that you're not a diva, yes. goes a long way, right, with these people. So David Chase, and he sees, like, integrity. He says, come do this for me. Oh, I remember of course, you as a dude. friend, you see a lot of that repaid. Of and course. I, I love to see the evolution of a career, but an evolution of like, you know, a generation of actors as well. AK said, I'm going to disagree uh, with a part of that. I know more New Yorkers who were born and live and uh, work there than I do Jersey folk that just drive in every day. Listen, and this is totally like kind of like what we're getting at is like how people identify. And of course, you know what I mean? Like there's no. Oh, wait, wait, yeah, I got it. I wasn't looking at this uh, comment by as New Yorkers or as New Jersey. But if you lived in New Jersey, you are just going to genuinely think if you have a positive outlook on life that you are the one that fuels. And that doesn't mean it's wrong. It doesn't mean that. Oh, AK, what I'm. Okay, let me answer this delusion. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, of course. That's the way people see. I'm talking about the way people see, not 
not the way that it actually is. Yeah, this is life, AK, as yes. you well know, and everybody yeah. needs to tell themselves something. And yeah. sometimes that something's true, and it's true for a lot that of That was my perspective you know I mean? coming from yeah. New Jersey, looking, seeing all of my friends' dads, and everybody went into New York to work and then came out. We visited the city. So to me, I imagine no one lived there. Yeah, it was just and, and that us. was still your town. Yes, because, exactly. Right. And because it's ownership yeah. and that is yep. it. And it, and here's the thing about that is it's a healthy like way of thinking. And it's also slightly delusional because the fact of life is nothing is a simple answer. What is New yeah. York? Who makes what makes New Yorker from what I know? It's the bur- it's not it's not York, Manhattan. New Yorker, it's the boroughs. New York is shit. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. like, that's all they identify just through that. So like, I've had bad experiences. I also have people that I know live three hours from Detroit and they're Detroiters. We don't. Hey, you want to know something that's a part of New York that people much. don't talk about? Justin is uh, upstate New York, which yeah. is absolutely yeah, beautiful. It's not, as, it's not as glamorful. It's yeah. not as, uh, you it's know, really beautiful. It's nothing to boast about uh, as much, you know, but, but there's I've a lot of so bubbas up New there Yorkers too. In California in L- and people from LA usually tend to, and this, again, is very, I'm putting a blanket statement on it, but they tend to identify from where they're from. It's like, who are you, though? You know what I mean? And so it's like, it's only natural for a Jersey boy like Axel to see that he is the fuel, you know, the electricity that makes that bulb yeah. shine so bright. And you as a New Yorker to think, no, I'm a New Yorker. I am that exactly. bulb. You know what I mean? Like, it, there's nothing wrong with either of that. Yep. And if you're going to go by statistics, I mean, they won't get out a fucking outlook sheet and make this even worse than it already is. But also boring this out because the truth is very complex. But also in reference to the Sopranos, that is the way I believe that Tony framed everything too during the whole show that he Glorified would be like, they were. yeah, New York thinks they know. But look, who's really doing it here? Yeah. Every how does shit get into New York and out of New York? Us. That's the way people in Jersey think, actually. There's a cert, a lot. I think people outside of the area believe, and that's why I love The Sopranos, too, because it picks up on this shit. A lot of people believe, like you said, that I have some big, bro- we had some big brother complex that mm-hmm. New York is like this big thing out there. But really, the way I think a lot of people in Jersey and in the boroughs feel, New- the boroughs of New York, because that's because really what we're all talking about is Manhattan and everything around it. Manhattan is an island. Brooklyn is not Manhattan, no. right? Queens is not Manhattan. So Five everybody boroughs. has Jersey is uh, the other borough. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Where most, where a lot more people live, <laughs> but it's bigger, but it's still people there feel like, I think in the other boroughs kind of feel like we're the battery that powers Manhattan is just a big toy and we fill it up with the energy and the people and the, nobody really lives there. That's becoming more and more true as time moves on with Manhattan. It's going to come back around, thankfully now, because I think the uh, the real estate market isn't doing too well in Manhattan right now, which is a good sign. Whenever the real whenever real estate sucks in Manhattan, whenever this city is going to go to shit, that is class when, might be doing okay. Yes, that's when it's going to do better, and that's when artists are going to come in. That's when people are going to start doing shit again, and it's not going to be known as where the former president came from. 
which well, is the New York fact. Times just messaged me and they're pissed. Oh, off. Uh, look at that. No, uh, yeah. But the Sopranos, please. From there. And if I had any Manhattan Patreons, please start donating more. <laughs> you more. Um, but no, um, it is what it is. Uh, you see this sentiment being spread, though. Also, uh, as we see throughout the series and connecting to this. This backstory yeah. that we're getting of Dickie Maltesanti, which I, I think it's very important. To oh, really can I say one this. thing? Can I say one thing that I keep on forgetting mm-hmm. to say? The story of the father being involved and not wanting the son to be involved, but a friend who is yeah. like an uncle yep. getting them involved in the mafia particularly is like an it is an age old story. Now I mean you're only really talking about a hundred year period here, but for that period of time, there that was kind of a cycle that happened. And actually in my own life talking about my father, because I talked a little bit about this with Scott and his involvement in this thing of ours, which what do I know what the truth is and what is not, but from what his stories that was how he got involved through idolizing a friend's brother, you know, or like a kid, a guy that's like a little bit older. That's like a big brother that brings you in. And I think too, that in, in the mafia, this was a preferred method of recruitment. Rat, you know what I'm saying? Rather yeah. than your father, it was almost seen as um, bad form for you to be brought in by your own family. Like well, there, yeah. there was like this inherent disagreement <laughs> that they wanted because the family was more important than your family, right? Well, yeah, the it, mafia it, 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 is, is more than your family name. Yeah, Omatra, I mean, you have, okay, this thing of ours, you have um, this idea, okay, so Tony can't necessarily even idolize his father, like he can idolize yeah. Dickie, because he didn't get to see Dickie go home every day and get his ass pounded to him by his wife. And, his uh, and disappoint him, yes, yeah, yeah. exactly, um, that's and, where it and, comes and from, he, it's he, very he, smart, Justin. In these very, yep. very guys, and please, so this doesn't become some clip used against me on Twitter, Twitter demasculate him right like uh in that in that in the context of this time right like so he sees his father come home and he needs to bring meat home from satrellis to please his mother and that he <laughs> sees the real the real don bring the meat home whatever, whatever the, the feminine verbiage is for it right the the, the female uh yeah. so like he sees him in this who's really in charge masculine way right <laughs> Like be yeah. just de- like totally just stripped the fuck down as soon as he walks in uh, from beating a guy and cutting his his pinky off. He doesn't see that with Dicky. That's why it's still advantageous to have that outsourced yeah. a little bit. It's still family. The story, so just blood. what we were talking about. He gets yeah. to create an alternate story, right? The, the that elevates them both. His mother throughout the whole series. Yeah. It's him and this Freudian psychology where and he even asks, uh, you know. Um, What do you think? Let me ask you this, Justin. What do you think would have happened if the actress playing Tony's mother had not died? How do you think that this story would have played out? I've not read about this. Um, I'm meaning to read the book um, that Matt Zoller cites and Alan Sepinwall did with David Chase, The Soprano Sessions. 
And uh, but I I've been kind of waiting to do my deep dive after read because I want to read that book. But what are your thoughts? What do you think well, would happen? You know everything. Look at him. Uh, yeah, she is the most despised. She is hard to watch, but she is that goddamn good. Is because she is hard to watch. She's hard to watch in a good way. And I don't know their plans. I've not read these books that you're talking about. I, I'm yeah. semi-aware. Okay, so what do you? you know what I mean? What's your feeling on it? I feel that that Junior segued into her and his 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 plot. Like I totally agree with I, you. One hundred percent. Yeah, I feel that, but I don't know her plans because I didn't know that they planned on. I know she died. I'm not unaware of that, but I did not know that they had further plans for her. I I see it. I like Junior without Livia because Junior then doesn't yeah, have that, his character that, that suffered after, connection, yeah. right? They were with going, Livia that yeah, he has, yeah. like, and he could say, and then it's always about was Junior manipulating Livia. He obviously wasn't. We know this. Or was he – because Junior's trying to constantly push that he was in charge. And I assume we'll see a bit of this, and I wouldn't expect too much of it in this prequel. Again, Vicky Moltisanti, get fucking uh, – just get acquainted with it, people, because this is not about Tony's dad. This is about Dickie. Tony is going to be in it. Michael Gattafini seems like a really good kid. Um, honestly, I'm, I think that, like, I mean, to be able to pull this part off, it's been – Delayed a couple of times, but get ready for understanding why he held Chris as his son in passing, you know, his, you know, the next down the line to pass the torch to in all this. And this is going to be the, the, the true tale because we see, I mean, let me ask you this. Do you think that Chris killed his real father's killer? I think there's fucking no way that that was the guy that killed Dickie. That's a great question. And I hope that they address, I hope some kind of little tidbits like that or in the movie in the trailer you see who says what who diggy baltasanti needs to go it seems to be african-american gang within the boroughs right uh, okay. they, they say <laughs> yeah. but it is it is, it is. They say you forget to go. man it's not you, a white cop i so like, like this trailer dissection going on that they it leads to that because this guy because tony even says to his therapist i have taken steps to tie and connect and tether my my nephew slash cousin whatever the fuck you know to to me so this is a a overt attempt for him to go and psychologically tether himself to chris he gave him a cop that likely was no more use him but i believe in all my heart that was not the cop that fucking killed dicky and we see that dicky's got other beefs and dicky is bringing on the beef that brings in our first off our first careerist as a fucking gangster meaning paulie which i find fascinating because he's such a good character study. If you look at Polly, what I mean is a careerist is somebody that has nothing else, right? Polly doesn't have kids. All these things that like uh, he's got that painting holds though. dear his family, right? <laughs> but he is so fucking enticed and so dedicated to a Costa Nostra that he doesn't even have those things in which yeah. they are supposed to embody. But, you know, these are all just things they say. And he doesn't have this family because he is such a careerist. When Tony literally says, it's been too long since I've seen your mother. Right at the retirement home, the smile on Paulie's face that Tony, the Don, right, the head of the family is going to go see yeah. his mom. He is a careerist at, it, at its whole and center, man. So you get to see the way these people were raised. And there is this big conflict in 73, I believe, 
that they speak about. And this is when like Roy DeMeo would have been around and stuff like that, not connected to the false uh, or the factitious, uh, you know, uh, DeMeo crime family. But what I'm saying about, we see in the trailer, we see a prominent <clears throat> actor. I have to look up his name, but he says, Dickie Maltesanti needs to go. And he's definitely not a Caucasian cop. I'm not saying that who need, that's who kills him, but I'm saying who kills I him. I never thought, you know, you know what I always thought, Justin, and what I usually think in any type of story of like revenge, did the person kill the person? Because it's been done so many times, you know, in so many genres. I always more identify with the feeling of the of like I more identified with Chris at that point than I did whether it was really the guy that killed his father. Like yeah, I Chris so- says it, it doesn't yeah, matter. it doesn't matter exactly. Like yeah. it's just whatever it was. It was him. It was about his character and what he felt he had to do to move on, which of course had to be the most violent thing possible. And in with in accordance with pleasing Tony as well too, and proving himself, Chris to me was probably my favorite character in The Sopranos. I love that show and so many of them. Like Paulie's so funny. You and Tony, of course, is an amazing character. But I have to say, if the, if it's the person who I really think had kind of the wildest ride and they really invested a lot in the character of – like you're talking about, not only did Tony invest a lot, but the story itself, he really was kind of like the co-star, like second billing yeah. to me. You know, because his story was most closely connected to Tony's. And you're right in so many ways – the story of AJ is the story of the kid who doesn't, and I, which I, which I could kind of um, uh, empathize with, feeling like your father's not really your father, like you're not really your father's son. You're so different from your father that you feel like what the relationship is always just a bit odd and strained in a, from a certain point, mostly just because of Tony's brutality. That's where it really stemmed from. I mean, he could have had a connection with his son, but he's just such a brutal guy. But how brutal and how depraved would it be? And, and I'm assuming this goes down the line, right? And this is what I'm getting at. And I agree with you that his father, who I'm showing on screen right now, how depraved would it be for Tony to connect with his son on that level? Like yeah. we talked about before, you don't want to throw, like you might throw exactly because you have, because it's a mirror. It becomes a mirror. Yeah. yeah you don't course. want them to, you know that you're not. Melfi happy. says so that to I, him. Yeah. Yeah. It's not for them. It, regardless if the AJ was ready, AJ in a cultural sense is like, you know, then we see in the later season, which I'm not, I'm not, I hate that actor and I hate that. I, I, I hate that character and i think you're supposed to he's just the most awkward douchebag kid in the world but you know his friends oh this is sopranos you know yeah, get me another yeah. bottle of cristal you know like so he plays the part and he hits it on the backside. but tony's already getting like the final back end of this nonsense you know what i mean of this uh this culture that really is non-existent uh in at least any way recognizable to you know lucky luciano or Meyer lansky or you know but uh, was it ever i the, mean that's the yeah, thing the, too is like it's just when, like anything but what i'm showing on yeah. screen right now we see dicky in front then we see ray liotta and then we see who people are actually saying might be sill and the thing about sill is sill is supposed to be because like the way that tony got made was that he hit uh what's his name's game right he hit uh features game and Ralphie wasn't allowed, wasn't able to go with him because some hippie 
chick gave him the drink. Look right? at Burnthal, yeah, man. He looks great. Yeah, so but we have Syl here that seems to be a little bit older than Tony because he's already balding. Obviously, that's a hair piece he wears in there. But if you see the lineup, what I'm pointing to is Dickie Moltisanti right now, then Dickie's dad, and then you see Tony's father, then you see Pauly. Pauly came mm-hmm. in just like Sal, you know, uh, Big Pussy. Yeah. They came in and they stood tall for Tony during the time of Troubles. Right during the strife with the with the internal family. Ooh, that transition got me. Ooh, sorry. Those are muscle people that came in. So this is when people make their bones, and that's also when you see this this nest or this narcissism, right? Like uh, not narcissism. uh, What's it called? Uh, You see nepotism coming in because you see a lot of people within the first few seasons that were with Tony's dad that are now under Tony, and they can't help but see Tony, but a kid, right? And they, it's because they stood tall for Johnny Boy Soprano. Yeah. During the during these issues, during the beef, just like they had in the real seventies, right? You had the real beef, and you had the real, uh, uh, you know, you had the days of DeMeo. You had uh, uh, Crazy Joe Gallo. All these people that were really like going at each other, like in, in New York and in Jersey, and all this. So uh, I think that what we're going to see is something going on that's more deep seated that will add to the <laughs> plot of. You know, because Tony's dad dies of very un. Uh, there's no like, he dies of what emphysema, right? I believe so. I mean, which I'm not. I don't want to go down in a bunch of bullets either. But he dies a very non-violent. There's not yeah. right. Like, there's not a big. There's not a big shootout or anything. He dies of, of disease. You know, he goes out with a whimper, not a bane. So you know, Dicky. And his father, whose father looks played by Ray Liotta, looks like they're getting them into something. And the junior's there as well. So we get to see the dynamic between them. But I think it's going to be a wonderful series. I do worry, though, because of three delays. And like I said, how many casual fans know about Dickie Moltisanti? Yeah, but you know what, though? This is the thing. We live in a different world now. And The Sopranos is available to stream fully on HBO Max. And I think this will serve for many people as an introduction to The Sopranos. It'd and be a good one. Yeah, I, I think the, it, they will. The psychology I th- like, and that Chase is going dude, after. Dude, it's oh, just like we... Hey, it's just like we talk about soon, Justin, we're not that far away from when you and I will be talking mucho about the Game of Thrones again and the world of ice and fire. Um, you, I know you still talk about it regularly, but I don't. But I'll be back and other people, you know, and what will happen in 10 or 15 years, people will watch the prequel series first about the Targaryens. Then they yeah. will watch Game of Thrones and they will wait for Daenerys to be nuts and burn everything down for the whole series. And then when she does it, everyone will go, I knew she was going to do it because the Targaryens are crazy. I saw it in the first pre in the first show. And then I'll go burn down the subscribers and then listen. And then I'll be in the, we'll be in the retirement home on zoom. And I'll be like, I told you, Justin, remember 20 years ago, I have to tell all the kids on Twitter that game of Thrones came first. Then they did the Targaryen show, so we were surprised about Danny. Yeah, well, I, and I will re, reaffirm that bad ex- execution does not, you know, 
stand for bad actual story, meaning like it's a bad execution of an idea. It still would be the same thing. Here's a real yeah. shocker for y'all. You're not getting the rest of the books. Uh, uh-oh. Clear, and that's not going to happen. Whoa. Sorry. That's just what's happening. I'm going to move past it, though. It's not coming. Yet. Really? You might get wins. There's no way you're getting a dream of spring and fucking convinced me otherwise. And, and I you know I, that he added another words one. Of Tyrion never believed something because you want it to be true. Yeah, you so know, you know, know that secretly. Words, you want with it and fuck off from there. Anyways, uh, the only <laughs> thing that I worry about is that Chase is coming from the sentimentality and the deep psychological. Because obviously he he spun this series out of a fucking therapist room, right? Yeah, Tony and his, his therapist. So he's seen what ties him like uh, sentimentally, uh, emotionally, and all all these different avenues that are uh, subconsciously tying Tony to who he was. And that's how he knows because he created these characters that he has this idea of. And I do feel that some people are going to want more Johnny Boy and stuff like that. But Johnny Boy, again, died a very, I couldn't think of climactic a few minutes ago. Anticlimactic death. Right? I don't know, like, man. I, but, I, so, again, I'm not saying it's going to be a bad film. Yeah. I'm just saying I think people... get your big boy pants on or your big gal pants on or whatever it is and then go see the film. And I think it's going to be pretty cool because Michael seems like he's doing a good job. I watched one street interview with him when he was going to school. Let me tell you something, Justin. Awesome. Yeah. When I was working at World of Video, I would be hanging out. It would usually be on a Friday at about 7 o'clock. I'd be working because I loved working Friday and Saturday night because all the people came in and I got to talk about movies all night instead of just put shit away. And... uh We'd hear a, uh, like a, I don't know, it was like a scooter. It wasn't even a motorcycle. And up, you'd, you, oh, sometimes I'd be smoking a cigarette. I remember one time I was sitting outside smoking a cigarette on the green bench in front of World of Video. And I think my man Eric or Devin was there next to me. We hear this motorcycle coming up. And there's this huge motherfucker on this, like, scooter with a little kid on it behind and guess who it was who was it It was james gandolfini with his son on the back of a scooter that he used to ride around manhattan and he was a member at world of video and he used to come in and walk around and everybody would be scared because he breathed just like tony i never told you this story Oh, you could just, oh, man. It's so uh, this sad. is a story you know, I told like, with Scott, so I'll tell it heavy gabagool breathing. Yes, yeah. he breathed just like Tony in real life, but the but he was the inverse of Tony Soprano. In the same way that Tony would come in looking at everybody to look at him, Gandolfini was like a sweet, artistic soul. And he would say, hey, how you doing? I'd say, hi, hey, Mr. Gandolfini, can I help you? I'm like, yeah, my son wanted to, you know, hey. He and he spoke. He 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 was a trained actor, so his actual speaking voice was so proper, like he yeah. spoke very properly, not anything like Tony Soprano. But he was no. the sweetest guy, and actually, my dad knew him and worked with him at the pla- a place called the Manor, which was also a hangout for. Go listen to my Scott. Go listen to that podcast I did with Scott. I'll tell. I tell all the stories about. Gandolfini, but yeah, what is to no, think I, years yeah, later, we used to say, not even as a joke, we used to say, Hey, you think one day he'll play his dad in the prequel? <laughs> and, he is, and he actually did it. And I have to give Chase so much credit for even asking a kid to play the role that his father is known for. And his father passed away. You know, he didn't have a yeah. chance really. If Gandolfini had lived, trust me, he would have been 
the biggest he would have been Thanos or something or he would have been like he was such a great actor and he could have been so many different types of people I don't know if you ever saw the Mexican with Brad Pitt and Julia he was so great in that I went down or uh, the last film he did with Julia Louis Dreyfus, I always forget the name of the film. It doesn't have the, the last best one he title. Did was one with Brad Pitt, where he uh, was uh, it's, uh, killing him softly. That may have been his last appearance, last but his, he his starred in the film with Julia Louis Dreyfus. Um, yeah. It's such a great film, man. I, got, I should just know the name of the uh, the film. Uh, I can look at it. Yeah, look it up, Jane, Gandolfini. It's it's just such a beaut- He plays this just this like kind of schmucky middle-aged dude who's falling in love with a woman who's having issues. It's such a beautiful movie. I would suggest everyone go out and see it, but the guy had such range. He was much more than just Tony Soprano. The TV miniseries is the last one that he officially did in 2016. And then we have the drop. How about what's what did he do with uh, Julie Louis Dreyfus? Yeah, what was that? Because I think right that now. was the last. But I do know the sentiment behind had. what you're speaking. Because yeah. the thing about who's the James star of this movie? He, if you've seen him on the on on the, you know, we'll move on really quickly to Dexter, which kind of ties in. But if you've seen him on Sesame Street and you've seen oh, him play, and you've heard yeah. about the things that he did behind the scenes on The Sopranos, which was you know he divvied up his uh, pay increase amongst the uh, lesser billed actors. To get them enough across. said he, it's called he, enough said sorry what was it enough said enough said was it yeah, yeah that was act- yeah that project. was like his last okay, so enough said he role. plays albert then he has a drop in 2014 enough said is in 2013 and he did a mini series where he played jack stone it's called the night of which i believe is a hbo series right yeah yep, the, night the night of, of. yeah no no he did not he well, died he he before he and he was replaced by uh what's his name um oh man did he play the detective in the first by jesus uh, john john yeah uh, totoro he was replaced by totoro okay so he's billed as supposed to be in the night of with riz ahmed but he was replaced by totoro yeah yeah I gotta, okay. I gotta, uh, hey, HBO I gotta pause my camera for a HBO second because I have to stand James up. James Garofini and uh, Steve uh, Zalian agreed to make a miniseries instead of an open-ended series. Uh, Garofini died a month suddenly after, so yeah. But uh, he was a very, uh, you know, soft-spoken man. Even the, his accent that he had, even though he's from the general area, uh, was obviously uh, embellished and so forth. Uh, but uh, definitely a, a huge loss. If you've seen, uh, there's a movie with him and Tom. Uh, you know, we could just go on forever about that one where there, it's the castle or whatever it's called where he plays the warden yeah military prison um the castle. you know yeah he, he was from jersey but he zero, was he kind of 030 uh what's it called uh about the you know uh whatever you think about it uh Been zero long. dark 30 yes yeah, he plays dark one 30. of the cia guys yeah that comes in um and he plays such a good straight man he can play just as much of a pencil necked prick is what yep. you'd call it right yeah for for typecasting as he can play you know, Gabagool, Tony fucking Soprano. So, uh, yeah, I'm very much so looking forward to it. And thinking about reboots, we're, we're just going to close it off with final thoughts about Dexter, which is coming okay. back, which is one of the one of my favorite series. And I, I think that as far as listen, I am no fan of the final series season of Game of Thrones by any means. And uh, it is what it is. I'm sick of talking about it. Won't even entertain it at this point. Just I loved it. it clear. 
Okay, whatever. Just to get that out. Um, but you know, Dexter's <laughs> season finale was actually like far worse. In my oh, opinion, it was as terrible. Far as his sentiment goes, and I always felt that Dexter should have died with on a lethal injection table. It was in Florida where they have that, and he should have suffered the same fate. Now, it, no. he died. In, they they messed this up in so many ways, and there was. This this is when these studio executives, which are lawyers, and they do need to be lawyers, and they do need to be well versed in financing and the law and all these things, you know, to actually get things yeah. done. But when their notes jeopardize writing, like they have with this series, and here's another tip: yeah, you Showtime know that Dexter's that actually based off a book series. Yeah, I know. Yeah, here's a yeah. Okay, another tip: if you're going to base something off a book series, don't make the book series out to be something that's like the Bible to some people, uh, because it's never going to be appreciated. So, like, nobody even knows that for the most part. It doesn't matter. The point is, they're not retconning anything, which I find to be very enticing, and I find to be very, uh, you know, I. I I appreciate it. I don't want him to be like, oh, it was just a dream. We're Dallas now. Hey, this is the way Uh, I feel about Dexter. This is the way I feel about Dexter. Dexter was so – I did a rewatch of this, a whole series too recently. Dexter to me is Cheers with a serial killer in Miami at a police station. I love the characters. I love LaGuerta. I loved his sister. I loved all the different characters that made up the family that Mm. Dexter had. And the error that they made to me in that show was not that he should have died or anything like that. Is that he should have been happy. They, They should have made it where Dexter was. They made they took a show that to me was so great because it was able to be almost light and fun, but at the same time about a serial killer and so dark and creepy. And he, he made a family. So I, in the end, what I wanted to see was everybody hanging out at the, at the restaurant, like Mm, Deb being there, you know, I, I, no, I I don't, I I, do know though, but I do know. (laughs) Here it is, Axel. Exactly what you're explaining is exactly why Dexter can never be happy because he's the everyman. He has the same foibles as the fish out of water usually does. This is a very stereotypical. I I know. He was was always, you know, very, very by the, by the paint, by the numbers story right of this guy that oh he doesn't fit in with women but guess why he doesn't because the more somebody gets to know a fucking serial killer that has harry's code which ends up being a code that's actually not by his father which does mean something to him because harry's code is for him not to get caught and for it to be ethical that's it's made by one. that crim- criminologist yep. you know as we see in later seasons so as he gets more in depth as we see with physical as well as emotional connection with people he becomes more unhappy and that's why he seeks out people like the uh trinity killer yeah. and other people he yeah. sees as operating psychopaths right yeah other reasons right. why he shouldn't be happy because dexter's not getting people that just slips through the crack he's he he's he's opening a gaping sinkhole in the world and, and letting people come out that should have been caught. Can I have my dreams, Justin? Can I yeah. just dream that no. they're hanging out? Yeah. I love Miami. I just want them to I hang out in Miami. Form- oh, hey, hey, here's another fucking crash on you. It was for. It, uh, I know. That it was, was all filmed. B-roll they sent for one I weekend. Know. And it was I all know. filmed in fucking Galley, baby. I know. Uh, yeah, they never you can tell, too, the canals. They don't have. It's, it looks different no, in Miami. Never, never set foot. Look into it. I know. Uh, never set foot there. Uh, all B-roll. 
all B-roll helicopters, maybe. And today, guess what? It's going to be drones. They're not going to even send people. But now they're Um, filming it here. They're They're shooting it here. It is a beautiful series about, like, you know, this this behavior. Can it be honed for the good, right? This this naturalistic state of, like, predatory behavior that he has. Like, can it be honed towards these bad people? But we see, like, dokes. All the good detectives, everybody that like has like a sense you, of, hey, this guy's a killer and i love dexter yeah but come on like like they all get killed like you know and they they, they step that out for but Lydia didn't you cheer they when just, that happened were you cheering for dexter to get caught or were you cheering no, for dexter never, to get never. Yeah. don't think i don't love dexter yeah. I identify with dexter because he's a fish out of water we all to some extent even though you know i've had fine relationships i've had awful relationships as well as we all have but we all identify with the underdogs no matter trust me you give me a billion dollars i could be on top of youtube and then on the top of manhattan which i would then spit on you for saying the values are down uh you know what i mean and i would still feel like an underdog like what? that's just the way fucking people work, man. Like, don't, hey, there's Dexter, no amount of success that can make me feel successful. I'll let me ask right you now. this question. I got, yeah. a, I got a question for you about Dexter. Okay, do you think they're going to bring back his son? Well, his big worry was his son. Yes. So that will they bring yeah, him back? There's a little bit of that nature versus uh, uh, nurture. Right. Not a little bit. There's a lot of that. Of is. Because his brother, obviously, right? Yeah, the whole but, thing is: did the incident of his mother's death cause it, yeah, or would he have always been this DNA? way? Was it Harry? Both, yeah, yeah. So you know, I, so well, here's uh, what's happening so far: John Lithgow is definitely casted, and he's as the Trinity Killer. He's obviously dead, right? But so I think he's going to be the new Harry in his head. Yes, that will be. Thank you. Good job. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> beautifully done that will be the new harry right because now he's had to change his way of thinking yeah he, method, he how, died he right, went away yeah this whole thing so he uses he has always used and led to his downfall the trinity season was the last great season uh in my opinion so he will continue to use him as some sort of a blueprint but amend it to a point like a, a structural engineer would do in miami or not Miami, in somewhere in Florida, wherever that was. Uh, terrible, terrible. Stop oh, doing that, people. God, that uh, but you get what I mean? Like, he's going to keep doing his thing, and he's going to try to make it work. Now, him being coming a lumberjack, I'm just going to go out on a limb here and saying that's pretty <laughs> fucking stupid. And there is a guy that, like, is pretty much the Nucky Thompson of this town. And I, I'm not going to pull up the actor's name because we're already running long. But there is, like, uh, pretty much, like, he's living in this isolated area. So we condense the situation, right? In Oregon. Where he's this, yeah, well, there you go. Uh, and, but he's this lumberjack there. Yeah. That he's Just like clearly me. not a fucking lumberjack. And he can't be like, oh, well, that guy didn't cut down the right tree. So I'm going to go kill him and it'll be okay. So he's going to have to work this out in his own way. And there's going to be this man that's running the industry as well as the political aspects of things, right? They've I think already, it's Clancy Brown, go right? Look at it. And, um, and, and he's going to be facing off against. It's Clancy Brown. Yeah, I think it's Clancy Brown. The, who I think you're was right. Yeah, and we also and have, ooh, this is the one thing. Once Upon a Time in Lovecraft Countries, Jamie Chung, also HBO's Real World San Francisco Baby, Yes, that's true. Uh, she is playing a famous yeah. true crime podcaster from Los Angeles oh, who finds no. herself caught up in the still murky. Central Not a Mystery. podcaster. I, I fucking love it because what is bigger now than true crime, right? I'm yeah. loving it, baby. Hey, let me like, tell I'm you something, Justin. I got to tell you, I don't know. I've been thinking, I don't know. I was just talking about this with Mike Hall. I won't say what it's a, what the story is, but I have been thinking about doing a true crime podcast that I have an association with too. But I won't. I won't reveal. I'm, I, I. I don't know. Maybe I should do it. 
But that's kind of it's kind of. Is there really going to be a podcaster and she's playing a podcaster? Yes, that makes. I think that's great though because of the the because if you think about Dexter, you just want podcast representation. He would be the biggest. Like he would be. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So like, why? Like so because the amount of time that has passed in real time has passed in the series is from what they're saying. So they're going and connecting it. That makes sense to me. And you're right, Clancy Brown from Shawshank. Uh, Redemption, one of the best movies ever made in Billions, a good series I need to watch, has been cast as and Kurt he Caldwell, was in, uh, a truck stop owner in the unofficial town mayor and the villain of the piece. Wh- what was the name of the... He was in the H Carnival on HBO. Bad. I too, didn't watch I that one, but yeah. That was really good, actually. And then you have a police sergeant, Logan, uh, played by Alano Miller uh, from Jane the Virgin. He's also I the assistant guy. coach of the high school wrestling team, which I find interesting because Dexter uses even uh, back in like the early days, a lot of jujitsu and jujitsu versus wrestling, like core, like collegiate wrestling. Oh, maybe Dexter's you know, teaching. Yeah, so, like, yeah. I, I think that they'll hone that because honestly, I really do like him for the physicality. It gets a little silly, but he's not doing a keto or any of that bullshit. Sorry, I just, people, but, but I, I have um, to say yeah, one thing. He's though. doing jujitsu a lot of times. I am sad that so many of our people that from the first series won't are dead because of Dexter dead. the serial killer yeah. that you love so much. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm sorry too. But you know what I mean? Like, I, I do tell you, he killed them all. But I hope he forms a little family on this one too, because I did, I don't know. I really liked Dexter. The sh- I, I like that aspect of it. And I, I know that it's kind of weird to think that I would want him to be happy at the end because totally do. that's not we the way the show Nobody's went. like, it's not like I'm saying I don't root for Dexter, yeah. but I'm saying at the core of it, a good series gives us a story in which we have empathy for the character, but not sentiment yeah. in the sense that we can understand. And that's what he they was want. Terrible. The he was terrible. wanted him to die because that's what makes sense, bro. Wait, can I ask you a question? Is what's her name still alive? Wait, did, didn't his, it end? His ex-wife slash sister, which did incest, which they were. No, 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 not Deb, of... not Deb. Yvonne Stravosky. De- um, who? She takes his kid. She oh, takes the yeah, kid and goes away. And let me look. I don't think so. But you want to know how far they were ahead of everybody? Like, why are they doing this incest? They're like, well, Pornhub will prove six years later that this is the most thing yeah. searched for stepsister videos. So we got this uh, demographic. Yeah, but your lock. stepsister isn't yeah. really your sister, though. Come on. I know. I know. But you get what I mean. Uh, a lot of people. Um, yeah. Let's see. What was her name? We have Esther. <laughs> Katie. Yvonne Shravon. Stra- just look up Yvonne Shravon. Stra- well, you're assuming I know how to spell Yvonne. You son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> she was just in that. Did you watch that Tomorrow War with Chris Pratt? No, I'll watch Did it you check that out? Oh, hey, look. We got to wrap this up because yeah. I got to go hang out my kid. All, all, all I want to say is that Dexter is looking to be promising in the sense that they're not retconning anything. And all they can do is deal with the fucking mess that the execs, because yeah. there is a good story behind this about that execs bumping in and being like, how about if he doesn't die? And he just goes off to Never Never Land. So it, I find it to be enticing. I think that if they're going to do this, it might open up a can of worms for mm-hmm. other series. But like. As long as Danny oh. didn't get resurrected, I know that'll piss everybody off. And they, they continued with it. I, I wouldn't be happy with it, but it is what it is. If you're going to have balls and stick with it, because every single chance that they take in every single season, every single episode pays off or it doesn't, people. Yeah. Listen, I'm not like making anybody to be out to be great or bad, but it's like you got to let these people take chances. And you can't let them go back and retcon everything. So I think Dexter's coming back in a good way because they're not erasing what they did. 
even under these abstract situations. I like that too. They're doing it right. Yeah, then they've got these people to take chances, and it's got to count or it doesn't. You know what? Though streaming, I think that you're going to see a lot less, and you do see a lot less of that in these um, reboots or sequels or whatever. And the reason why is because back in the day, they never thought that someone would end the first series and then two minutes later start the next one. And now when they do it, they think that way. So when they're thinking about when they sat down in the writer's room to do Dexter, they had to come at it in the streaming sense, which is, okay, everybody, we literally just finished the last season a minute ago. And now this starts. That's how we have to write this thing. And yeah, I think that that keeps the, people the honest. Population thinks right, and yeah. then we'll fix. And we'll. And we've. Seen I hate that. that. Seen I hate too that. much pandering. I hate that, good, man. Either. Yeah, it's all about family, as they say in the Fast and the Furious. Okay, before oh, oh we go, God, yeah, out in space, drag race, and the fuck. Before we go, I wanted to say burning in my head. Um, but I'd still, I, I'd take a pretty gal on a date for it. Can I um, give a pretty, couple yeah, of? Yeah, um, I want to give a couple quick, a couple quick recommendations before we go. Sure. Very quick. Number one, I've watched about a million seasons of The Challenge on MTV. I love it. Number two, Too Hot to Handle on Netflix is very silly reality show where they don't let people all these hot people make out they have to be nice to each other and talk and a robot watches them and it's very fun and you'll love it also i tried I, out for the challenge you know you did I met, yeah, I met landon yes i did oh that's awesome dude i don't know why i love that stupid show it's so I used stupid to love it enough that i tried out for it so yeah yeah it's great um i have been obsessed lately with formula one racing i'm totally into it I watch the qualifying. I watch the practices. I listen to podcasts about it. I got hooked on it. I want to give a shout out to Elton and Andy who have a show called the Formula One Podcast. Uh, or no, the Grand Prix Podcast, it's called. And it's fantastic. I had never been into racing before. I don't know anything about cars, but I just like Formula One. Very cool. Number two, number three, I tried once again to watch Succession. I got three episodes in. I just, I just, it's just not for me. I'm not, it's a great show. It is. I love, I think the acting is great. The writing is great, but it's just, I just can't get into it. It's the, it's the tone of it. It's the vibe of it. It's just for some reason, I usually like Adam McKay because I know that it in a way is also a parody and it's, it's very, um, sardonic and just like, yeah, just yeah. like vice and just like, uh, to our, uh, the big, um, too big to fail, but you know, he educates yes, with parody, but I just can't get it. into it. I don't know why I just can't get into it. So I'm going to give up on succession until a later date. Sorry, people. One last thing I have we're, to we're say fine without you, Axel. Okay. We're, I'm taking a lead of stance on that one. I know it's great. I'm not denying. I mean, I really, it just, I couldn't get in. I didn't want to watch. I didn't want to see enough. them anymore. You know, like I didn't care no, about I the get rich it. Trust people. Me, I get it. Yeah. Okay. But now my final, I'm raising my hands up on the YouTube. We're going to move them around. You have to watch this movie, Justin. Okay. It's a children's film. It just recently came out, but it touched my heart and it's so beautiful. I watched it twice. I never watched things twice. Watch it again with my son. It is called Luca on Disney plus. Have you seen it? The Pixar movie. No, I'm not. Okay. Justin, 
Watch I, I'll, Luca. I'll do it if you ask. Me I'm to. telling you, you will have you will you will laugh. It will bring joy into your heart. It will make it's meditative. It's beautiful. It doesn't have any stupid songs in it. it hey, I it, like musicals. I kind yeah, but sometimes with the kids when they overdo it because they just want the kids to say the same shit over and over again. I like you know saying what I'm the saying? same stuff over and over. That's a lot of my <laughs> stuff that I'm doing. There's going to be a lot of that. Well, I hear. I you. will just okay. say. I'm going to do it. It's set in a little Italian village. Oh, it's so beautiful. I love this movie. I actually even, I want to try to create some of the sets in Lego. I want to get the action figures. I think it's beautiful. To me, this is one of the best kids movies that's come out in years because it doesn't try too hard. It's fun and beautiful. It's just about friendship and love and understanding. They set it up for a nice fat sequel, of course, or a series on Disney+. Plus. Because they have to do that. But you will enjoy it. That's all I got. I got to go check on my kid. You're the best, Justin. Just, I love you too. I love hanging out with you, buddy. This was so much fun. It was a lot. I wish fun. I had so more Sopranos, time. Sopranos, Many Saints in New York, uh, Dexter, an interesting experiment at the very least. And, and yeah. for many of us, we uh, went two a, hours. a redeeming season. They said they filmed it as a 10-hour uh, film. Thank you uh, so much, AK, and uh, and also... Um, what, we got two eight. We have, we have Alicia Kingston, and then we have AU Pack Mule that uh, stopped by. Uh, what AK up, AU? is going to be. She does uh, she does real time watches, uh, like watch parties for uh, yeah. Loki. So um, this is the cutest damn thing ever. Just okay, fine. I'm gonna watch it. All you people are Luke is so good. Fine. Oh yeah, hey, check us out. We do Loki too. Check us out our Loki coverage. Yeah, yeah. Well, like pick it. one, oh. Luca or Loki. You can only get one X. No, I'm joking. Oh, uh, but Luca's uh, so yeah, good. So, Justin, yeah, I'm gonna look up this Luca. You will love it, dude. It will touch your heart, and it's not overly sentimental. I'm not setting you up for a big cry. Or, it's just so light and fun, and it's. Let's be fair, oh. Axel. I'm gonna cry. All you're right. gonna. You're, you'll <laughs> cry. Make sure to go to the uh, Daily DVR, which I'll link in the information yeah, below because we just did this on the fly. Um, and uh, I'm going Dancing, to watch Luca evidently leave. since I'll be the goddamn devil if I don't. And um, yeah, we'll go from there. So. Uh, I thank you so much for everybody that supports me and supports creativity. Check out Daily DVR podcast uh, in the links below, and we will see you soon. Oh, right. <laughs> Dude, that was awesome. You're the best. <laughs>